Chris, get a load of this. Headline, drinking wine engages more of your brain than solving math problems. Yes, I have been vindicated. How awesome is this? Apparently, <laughs> according to Dr. Gordon Shepard from the Yale School of Medicine, if you uh, engage in drinking some wine, uh, there are parts of your brain that become engaged more than when you do other human behaviors, such as listening to music Mm -hmm. or solving difficult math problems. I concur, goodly sir. (laughs) However, he's actually talking about not guzzling wine or going, God, I've had a day, you know, tossing one back. He's talking about the art of tasting your wine. Mm. Now, this is going to sound incredibly pretentious, but I'm willing to do this for the sake of engaging my brain. Sure. It's the sniffing of the wine. Mm -hmm. It's the analyzing the wine. You put it... Gets your palate ready. Yep, before drinking it. And that apparently requires exquisite control of one of the biggest muscles in the body. <laughs> which is... Uh, Just I think your self-control not to guzzle it? No, I... Yeah. <laughs> is that the one? It, no, I think it's my <laughs> bicep. Uh, lifting it up. But anyhow, uh, because I want to kind of engage that bicep. Anyhow, the, uh, the he says when the drinker swirls the liquid around in their mouth, the mm. tongue's intricate muscles are put to work along with thousands of taste and odor receptors. The overall process engages your brain in a way that other things will not. So take that, you math nerd. <laughs> Don't judge me. And apparently, though, he said, uh, y- you know, when you when you taste a wine, because it sounds a lot like a wine tasting mm-hmm. if you've been in Niagara on the Lake and you're supposed to spit it out, which I never do. No, I don't think anyone's spitting it out anymore. Maybe if you're part of some sort of highfalutin wine club, but not uh, not when you're going down to the winery. He said swallowing is a key part of the tasting process. I like the cut of his jib. I think we need him on the show. Chris, try and chase that guy. I will chase him. He may be uh, moving in a funny sh- uh, funny uh, motion as he wobbles. Runs from you? He's wobbling. Okay. Uh, hey, speaking of funny, this one's just funny in a creepy sort of way. Barbie might have a new boy toy, our Sweet. prime minister. Did you see this? It's a talking, bendable Justin Trudeau doll. It is... For sale on a website, which I visited earlier on, because I, when I read the headline, I thought I can't, I gotta, I have to go see this. Um, it is distributed by the Bradford Exchange, and this is a company that specializes in unique and limited edition collectibles. The doll is one hundred and twenty nine ninety nine plus shipping and handling. Stands about ten centimeters taller than a Barbie doll at thirty eight point one centimeters, and is handcrafted. It's billed as a fine adult collectible, not intended for children under 14. Why? Because a child under 14 would have no interest in playing with a Justin Trudeau doll. (laughs) I would argue that a lot of people would have no interest in in playing with that doll. And get this, he talks. He says phrases like, a positive, optimistic, hopeful vision of public life isn't a native dream. It can be powerful. It can be a powerful force for change. Or Canada is... Is a country strong, not in spite of our differences, but because of them. Probably a few more ums and ahs in there. I think they should have had him say this. Sunny ways, my friends. Sunny ways. Right? I think they should have gone deeper into his repertoire going back to 2012 and go for this one. The question is not why does Justin Trudeau suddenly not love his country? Because the question is ridiculous. I live this country in my bones every breath I take, and I'm not going to stand here and somehow defend that I actually do love Canada, because we know I love Canada. I want my action figures to speak in the third person at all times. I was just thinking somewhere through that, my Barbie would have said, kiss me, you fool. Sunny ways. (laughs) Just stop it. Stop with all the talking, Justin. 
Uh, it's amazing that he doesn't have a removable shirt because he's always shirtless, right? Um, that is Putin. But <laughs> Justin has taken off his shirt. Hasn't he been hiking without yes. a shirt? Or and spelunking he, or something yeah, like or, that. Yeah, or, you know, boxing. I don't know. Did he do that shirtless? Yeah, I think so. Maybe yeah. uh, his shoulders were at least exposed. Staff spoke about this today on his show, and you know how much I admire Michael Stafford. Um, Big Tobacco is warning that plain packaging will increase contraband uh, problem in the country. And uh, the Senate right now is studying that anti-smoking bill that the Trudeau, Justin Trudeau government put forth. And uh, Imperial Tobacco, not a big fan of it. The head of uh, external relations says that there are some real concerns that by introducing plain packaging, the contraband tobacco in Canada will explode and that we might be stuck with a counterfeit issue. Of course they are not for it. It affects the brand. You think about how much uh, money went into uh, coming up with the brand, packaging, the color, how much time was spent. You know, if I was them, I wouldn't want the plain packaging either. I don't buy that it's, you know, all for the best for us, but that's well, just my own opinion. Well, I, obviously, yeah. Would there, would there be more counterfeiting? Possibly. But the counterfeiters are getting by just fine as it is with the high taxes and whatnot. Good point. Uh, speaking of uh, high prices, high taxes, let's talk about high prices. Uh, it looks like Ottawa is going to uh, set a fire beneath uh, the provincial government's bottoms. They want them to have a high-level meeting to discuss Toronto's soaring house prices. So um, the meeting has been called, and the federal finance minister, Bill Morneau, wants a meeting with not only our Ontario finance minister, Charles Sousa, Charles Sousa, who will no. probably talk like this throughout the meeting. Most likely, Kelly. I was turning in a bit. We both turned into Obama for a second there. And uh, <laughs> Toronto Mayor John Tory in the coming weeks. I, I think this is a good idea. Here's the thing. They say that what is on the table, the recommendations are the possible remedies for our um, overpriced housing market. Uh, Tory is saying that the province and city are considering a tax on vacant houses and condos to curb the, the uh, property speculation. I don't and mind that one. Sousa in, uh, wrote uh, Morneau in March asking Ottawa to, uh, this is according to the Toronto Star, by the way, to consider options such as rising, raising the capital gains tax on residential home sales that don't qualify for the principal residence exemption. So I guess that would be your cottages inside. Mm-hmm. Um, then they think that this would cool speculative purchases. What kills me here, absent the green belt. Why is this not on the table? Yeah. That, that was not thought through. It's not that I'm against the environment. You've, you've heard the show. You know that I am a pro-environment. I'm pro-watershed. Uh, you know, it's just that if you drive between um, Milton and Cambridge, there's huge swaths right by the 401 that they want to keep as farm country. It's part of the green belt. And there's also farms, you know, that actually are not being, they're not prime farm area anymore. And there are families that would love to sever. And they can't do that anymore. They can't keep their family farms because they can't build on those plots of land that make them smaller. It, it was just done without thought. It was just sort of like, look at us. We're the liberals. Look at what we're doing for the environment. Well, think it through. Yeah. Well, they, they don't. It was an ar- arbitrary line that they that they happen to draw. I see, And as much as I want, I would like the market to cool a little bit because I want to be able to move out of my condo and into a at least, at least three-bedroom house. Um, Good luck I, I to know. you, my friend. I don't want them to to mess with it so much that I'm not able to make any money off of my condo. I don't want them to meddle in this part of the market where my hu- biggest investment is right now. Chris, how, yes. how are you going to be able to do the show when you live in North Bay? <laughs> ISDN. 
Okay. Well, yeah. as long as you're here somehow, <laughs> don't worry. That'll but the, work. But hey, I get it. It's a government problem. The government is partially responsible for creating the overheated housing market. It's a response and a symptom of all the stimulus that they put in and keeping uh, the the interest rates low. But that doesn't mean that it's up to them now to come and uh, put a, a a fork in the spokes of everyone's investment. I, I just mentioned this in the last training topics, but if you haven't heard and you didn't hear about it on the news, I just want to get you up to date here. Sadly, Don Rickles passed away at the age of 90, would have been 91 on May the 8th. And uh, the the um, tributes are coming in via uh, social media. Billy Crystal wrote, Don Rickles has passed away, a giant loss. Jimmy Kimmel, 90 years with Don Rickles weren't enough. One of the sweetest and most loving people I had the pleasure of knowing. We will miss you we miss you already. Tom Hanks, God, a God died today. Don Rickles, uh, we did not want to ever lose you. Never. Hanks. Don Rickles. I mean, he was kind of caustic. Yeah. And But people loved him. And I think, you you know, if you're going to be caustic, odds are you're a big softy somewhere, right? Oh, for sure. I mean, if that's if that's the part you play, because really he was play, playing a part. I do want to see if I can find that um, audio. Maybe we'll end the show with it. Um the audio of him on Carson breaking the breaking uh, with Bob Newhart subbing in for Carson breaking Carson's cigarette box using it as a stamp. Maybe I should we- just say Jerry Seinfeld used to talk about the uh, Mount Rushmore of comedy. Mm-hmm. On it would have been uh, Pryor, Carlin, and, uh, Don, and Rickles. Don Rickles and Cosby. Oh wow, so, that's a name I didn't expect to hear. I'm I'm wondering if he would uh, change his Somebody's mind on that one. Somebody's up there chiseling now. Jerry uh, Jerry Seinfeld's uh, comedic Mount Rushmore yeah. right now. I think. <laughs>